grabbing your beer and grabbing my coat. We bout to sit for an hour bullshit and tell jokes. And please don't mix it up, cause he done sobered up. Brandon T. Comedy on your social media feeds. And Brandon Tess if is your ex drinking buddy. Brandon Tess if is your ex drinking buddy. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of Brennan Tassif is your ex drinking buddy. I'm your host, Brennan Tassif. If you're new to the show, quick rundown of the show. I used to be everyone's favorite drinking buddy. I used to hang out with friends, talk shit, talk shop, reminisce about old stories, and overall just getting fucked up. I'm sober now, but that is still one of my favorite things to do. Most weeks I will be joined by a guest. This week is no exception. Joined by comedian Adam Matrani. Hi. Ah. Thanks uh thanks for having me. What's up, man? <laughs> not not much. Just just uh, you know, just hanging out, sitting sitting with your with your crazy dog. Yes, she is pretty crazy. <laughs> she's a stable here on the show because everyone always hears her. Um here, she'll, here her she's going to kick that under the the chair the whole time, so we might as well just let her let her Just let her go fight at for it. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, busy. So you're a comedian here in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, plug everything up front, right up top. Uh, any shows you got coming up? Like I said, this will come out next week. So anything you got going on, social media, websites, podcasts, anything you want to plug? So, yeah, right now the only show that I have uh, booked is December 16th in Portland, Maine. I'll be at uh, Laugh Shack at Lincoln's. There you go. And then, Laugh Shack. Uh, Shouts out. I don't have a website right now, but uh, you can follow me on Instagram at a Matrani, uh, and then on Twitter at a Matrani seven one seven. There you go. Okay, so you had an interesting story. We met playing basketball at front of the show Jake Head's uh, weekly basketball game, and you had said you had just moved back. And me, being the curious person that I am, I was like, "What do you mean you just moved back?" So, kind of get into that because you. When did you start doing comedy? Like, when did you decide to move to New York? And then what kind of happened with there? Yeah, so I started doing stand-up, uh, like, four and a half years ago. Okay. Uh, when I was in college in Vermont. and did you, then, you went to Vermont? Yeah, I went to University of Vermont. Um, and then after I... So I did it... Started my sophomore year. And then, like, did it throughout the rest of college. And then uh, after that, um, yeah, like, the September after graduating, which was, like, 2019... I moved here uh, to, you know, do stand up, try and pursue that full time. So that's I don't mean to interrupt you, but that was your thing, because it took me almost a decade of doing stand up before I thought, like, maybe I should move to a bigger city. Like, obviously, I thought it before, Mm -hmm. but I started in 09 just doing open mics every once in a while and didn't take it super serious. Then I moved to Oklahoma City with my cousin and I was still doing comedy then, but never once in that time did I actually make a serious push at moving to a big city. But you're. A couple years in and you're like, fuck this. I'm going to the Mecca of comedy. Yeah, I think that. Well, I kind of felt like I know that this is what I want to do. OK. And and because I had just graduated college, it like felt like the perfect time to leave Vermont. Yeah. Where like I was like, oh, I could wait another year. But then another it always just becomes like another year. Yeah. You know, like I have friends that are still there that have been talking about moving for like forever. That's exactly what happened to me with school. Once I finished uh, my undergrad, I was like, Oh, I can put off law school for a semester, which turned into a year, which turned into, I'm not going to law school. (laughs) Right. Yeah. 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 And I like, I just really didn't want that to happen. And I felt like, you know, while I have, you know, 
I don't like have like a family or anything, you know, like yeah. I don't have any real responsibilities. Like now is the perfect time okay, uh, to move to New York. But yeah, but then I was here for yeah, six you said months. September of 19. Yeah. So then, what, so, then what happened? <laughs> so, you know, funny story. So there was this, uh, this whole like uh pandemic. Thing. Yeah. The uh, plague that yeah. ended everything. Yeah. Um, and, and so that happened and then I was like, okay, well, I, I, my only job is working as a nanny and I can't really do that anymore because yeah. now like the kids' parents are home all the time and they're not in school. And then, um, you know, I can't do stand up, so I don't really want to be in New York. And so I moved back home, uh, with my parents in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And then my girlfriend at the time, so we had started dating like the end of our senior year of college and okay. we're doing long distance. She was in grad school in Philly and then uh yeah and then she like came and lived with us in harrisburg for oh, like wow. six months how long did you so you at that point you've been dating probably almost a year at that point we'd been together like about yeah about like a little less than a year okay yeah. um your parents were cool with that yeah that's yeah that's sick that's awesome yeah and then yeah and then we um we so she moved back to philly in in september of last year okay and then i was like semi living with her like going back and forth from like philly to harrisburg and were you doing comedy at the time or were you just kind of like going to hang out with her on the weekends and then coming back yeah just, well i was working i got a like a, a job uh like this americorps job so i was working remote doing okay. that and it was based out of philly so i was just basically just like would spend like a week there and then a few days at home and like a week and you know just back and forth uh, which was not great for my mental health. Yeah. And and also, like, things were really rough in the relationship, um, which, you know, spoiler alert, it, it did not work out. <laughs> um, we, we broke up a few months ago. Um, yeah, she was having, she was having a, a, like, a rough time and just, like, dealing with, like, just very depressed um, yeah. throughout that. And, yeah, so that, that didn't really work out great living with together. The, the first time you were in New York... Um how locked in were you? I hope you don't mind my asking, but this always, I'm always so curious by this kind of stuff is, so you, you come to the city, that's a huge mm -hmm. deal, especially yeah. like, I mean, you live a lot closer with your parents being in Pennsylvania, but like still to like pick up and be like, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm going to do. It's a very enlightened thing. Cause it, you know, 22, 23, 24, when you finished, co I was, yeah, I was 22 when I, well, I'm 25 now. I was 22 when I first moved here. Okay. Yeah. So, and that's crazy to me. Cause at 22, I was, you know, getting arrested and I was right. still in South Florida <laughs> cause it took me an extra year to finish school. Like, so that's bananas to me to, that you're just like, no, fuck this. This is what I want to do. I want to pursue this. Were you locked into a lease? Like, how did you? Yeah. So I was, so I was in a lease. Um, I, I moved here, uh, with my cousin and two of his friends, that he went to college with that okay. I didn't I didn't know before living with them. Yeah, so I still I've like fortunately like, you know, I my parents were willing to like help me out with rent while I was oh, okay. living at home. Okay. Um so, so I was you like, still were on the lease. I was you were still, still on the, the lease. Hook? I tried to find a subletter but like was unable to. Yeah. Especially. And so just like, you know, with a few months left on the lease, I just finished it out. And yeah. then Yeah, the only times that I came back to New York um were I came once like a couple months into covid to just like get all my clothes and and books and stuff and then uh at the end of my lease in, in august like to to fully move out okay yeah see and that's that's something that always blows my mind because it's i've known a few comics who moved to new york from florida which is mm -hmm. a much bigger undertaking yeah. than you know 
moving. Well, that's where J- Jake is from Florida, yeah, right? Yeah, so Jake, yeah, Jake Head is from Jacksonville originally and then went to Atlanta and then went to New York, and now he's in Philly. Um, but it's such a huge undertaking, and I, I know that now from personal experience being up here, mm-hmm. but it was just crazy to me because I've heard stories of, you know, we're going to move to the city, and then you show up, and it's a flooded basement apartment, and you're like, this is not what we discussed. Right, yeah. And you have all your stuff, like, in a car <laughs> in a U-Haul, and you have to turn around and just drive all the way back to Florida. Uh-huh. And it's like, and to me, that's crazy. So when you said, when we first started talking... And you were like, yeah, I lived in the city and then I left and then I came back. I'm like, fuck that. <laughs> like, that seems like it would be so horrific. But I mean, I guess if you're living in an apartment with a bunch of other people, you know, it's a good apartment. Like, mm-hmm. it's not. Obviously, if there's four of you, you know, it's not going to be an apartment that's like got a hole in the ceiling or something. Right. Yeah. I mean, actually, I was pretty spoiled with how nice the apartment was because okay. it was it was a new building in bed OK. And and, you know, since it was like it was a four bedroom, two bathroom, like very big living room and kitchen like there was nothing really in the area close close by but like so the location wasn't great but it Bed-Stuy wasn't Bedsty is Bedsty is like so where i lived it was like right like sort of like um the border of Bedsty and Bushwick okay so um, that's brooklyn right yeah it's brooklyn okay. yeah yeah i still um, don't know this area very oh much. okay Bedsty it's where uh Jay-Z, Biggie, Chris Rock I think Spike Lee, all of them grew up there. Okay. It's not it's definitely nicer than it was. It's when, not there Brooklyn anymore. Yeah, it's not it's it's not like, you know, Williamsburg or Greenpoint, but yeah. it's definitely not, you know, the Jay-Z's bed, Brooklyn. It's not the bed from Do the Right Thing. Yeah. You okay. know, like it's not <laughs> it's not that, but it's also not like Williamsburg. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you you got their brand new building and then you were like, All right, we're gonna get out of here. So you left and then did the parents thing. And then when you you had mentioned you're going back and forth. Your girlfriend was in Philly at the time. Yeah. That kind of wore on you. When did you decide like, all right, now it's the time to go back to the city? So I, I think it was like definitely once we broke up. Okay. Because then I was like, all right, now I really like have nothing holding me back. And, you know, and while we were together, you know, we talked about it. And, you know, initially she was like, yeah, I'll like as once I'm done with school, like I'll move to New York with you. And then, you know, the, the like closer it came to that, to sort of like the more ambivalent she became about it and the more yeah. she wanted to stay in Philly, um, which is like understandable, you know, yeah. I mean, because she lived there and had friends there. And, yeah, that's and her likes, whole life is there. Yeah. And yeah. And so like and and it was just like a complicated situation because like, you know, I didn't want to like ask her to uproot her life for me. Yeah. But she kind of like had led me into believing that was just what was going to happen. That's what she was going to do. Yeah. And, <laughs> And then at the same time, and then she's like trying to convince me to stay in Philly. And it's just like, well, Philly's great. Nothing against Philly. Great city. I love it. But like, it's not. Fuck Philly. It's not what I wanted to, you know. I mean, it's also, it's, I, I like, okay. So I have like mixed feelings on Philly, partially because it's like the closest like big city to where I grew up. Yeah. And so it's like, and, but I always came to New York more because my parents just had a lot of friends in New York. What's the tr- what train? I'm assuming, or did you drive? We would, we would drive. Okay, and yeah. how how long is that drive? That's it's like three hours. Okay, so it's not terrible. Yeah, give or take, depending on traffic. Okay, get to the greatest city in the world. It's not. Yeah, that bad. exactly. Where Philly is, you know, is two hours, so it's like barely closer. Yeah. And so, and I always felt like Philly just seemed like New York light. You know, okay. yeah, it's like way they're to put so it. similar and and it is like great. But I'm always just like, yeah, I'd rather cool, be but in like, New York. New York is yeah. just a better version of this. You know, yeah, um, yeah it's uh, it's 
Oh, you're, you're good. It's the it's the gluten-free bread of cities. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry to everyone listening. Technical difficulties. <laughs> Savannah has all her bookcases um, everywhere, and I thought it was going to fall down right on Adam. So I wanted to make sure that, that didn't happen. That would have been bad. That would have. I mean, it might have been good content. I yeah. guess better for like a video podcast. Yeah, I don't record. Like so that audio been, only. It's it's just kind of sound like a. You're mess. just going to hear a big bang, and you'd be like, "What yeah. the fuck?" <laughs> so <laughs> the gluten-free New York. I love yeah. that. That's going to be the title of the episode. <laughs> Philly is the gluten-free New York. Um. So, all right, cool. So when you get back here, now, what's your situation now? Are you with the same cousin, with the roommates? No, or? so right now, so then I, uh, my friend who, he, a, f- a friend of mine from camp, he's a musician. I'll just shout him out, Isaac Lewis. What's up, Isaac? Check out his music. Uh, he's insanely talented. But he lives in L.A., um, and so his brother lives in New York, and his brother, like, I was just, I just like hit them up about like hey do you know anybody looking for roommates and his brother's old roommate uh, whose name is Jason Siegel not the actor oh god that would have been crazy <laughs> I would be really surprised if he needed roommates yeah you know, at this be, point in his career sad. Um, but yeah so he uh, he I'm living with him he found okay. this place in Greenpoint him and a and a friend of his friend um, back to Brooklyn yeah back to Brooklyn different area much different so like the apartment not quite as nice but definitely a significantly nicer area to be in right next to McCarran park. See, and that's the weird thing when it comes to living in New York. And I know I talked about this on the last episode with Marcus that came out last week, but you have to compromise Mm -hmm. always in New York. So when I was living in Florida, we had a three bedroom, uh, two bath house. That was like a few miles from the beach, 20 minutes to downtown. And it was like 1600 a month. And it's like, okay, you can just, when you have the money, like when you know what you want, you can like go find places for the money. Yeah. But in New York, it's like, oh, if this is your budget, you're, you're going to compromise on something. Mm, Right. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it's space or area locate, like, you know, how close you are to the subway versus how close you are to just walking distance to things. And that's been so mind blowing to me. And you hear all the time, like it's all about location, but also it's like. Like I said, in Florida, you could be like, well, I want this, so I'll just go out and keep looking until I find this for this price, obviously within reason. Right, But in New York, it's like, oh, no, you either get near a subway and you get a shoebox or you get way out in, like, Queens, Mm -hmm. but it's a little more dangerous and the subways don't run as often. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, figure it out, dummy. And it's like, like, okay, cool. My place, it's not, you know, it's not bad, but my room is tiny and... We got the living room is is a is a decent size. I was like, I'll take the smallest room to, to yeah. take the least. But the kitchen, it it it's so you know how kitchens are normally next to the living room. You know room? kitchens, right? You know kitchens. It's where you cook. Uh, <laughs> but but like so, you walk in. There's the living room, and there's a bathroom, and there's a big wall, and then at the end of the hallway, there's just this little like five foot area kitchen that is the kitchen. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a full kitchen, but it literally looks like they just like when they were. Building the oh apartment. shit! We They're forgot like, oh, the shit. kitchen. We forgot a kitchen. All right, I guess we can like we can just use this space right here. That's enough space for a kitchen, right? That's um, crazy. That's that's really like what it looks like. That's awesome. Yeah, we um we ran into the situation where we were like found, finding places, and they were like, oh, this living room is pretty big. Like this is nice. And then you walk into the bedroom, and we have a king size bed. And Savannah had bought all new stuff for the bed, so she's like, we're not getting rid of the bed. And you'd walk in the bedroom and go, 
you can't even fit <laughs> like this bedroom's enough for right. a full and that's it. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's not awesome. And like the apartment we have now, I love it. It's pretty big, all things considered, from a lot of the places we looked at, but it's a straight line. Yeah. Like the, it's 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 longer than it obviously it is wide. So it's weird because it's it, it, once you put everything in here, it's very narrow. And you're like, uh-huh. oh, man, this is this is almost like a hallway once you get everything in here. And so it's it's interesting how how that ha- like unless you have a shit ton of money, it's like you're going to compromise on something. And that's the thing is like even people that live here that like have money still compromise. Yeah, that's true. We um, I so I joke with Savannah all the time when we go on our walks. Like, okay, well, what are we gonna do if I sell a show? Like, if I get this check for like five hundred thousand yeah. dollars, like, where where do we want to live? Do we want to go to the high rises and these brand new build? Because I'm a I'm a modernist, so I'm like, I want to go to the brand new yeah. building where they don't have rats and they don't have fucking right. bugs and everything's like integrated and the technology's up to date and like super fast. And she's always like, oh, I want to get one of these like little hundred year old townhouses uh-huh. <laughs> and i'm like that we're gonna have to fix everything in she's like well no some of them are renovated and it's it's even like even if you pretend that you have all the money in the world it's still a compromise right yeah exactly so i wanted to get into um you did send me a list of some stories um i wanted to get into some of these there's obviously one we're gonna save for last which i'm sure you can guess which one that is okay but um that one takes place in Pittsburgh. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I figured I figured that was the one. Yeah. So um, you have a, a lot of drug ones. So when did you start doing edibles and smoking weed and all that kind of stuff? So I started in. I say a lot. There's like three drug ones that people don't get crazy. <laughs> I did. I definitely have more like weeds, like crazy weed stories than drinking stories. Um, I started smoking like ninth grade. OK. Yes. Yeah, so when I was you like, were a cool kid. Yeah, I was a cool. Well, I also had an older brother. Yeah. Um, he was so he was five years older than me. So he he actually died when he was twenty. Oh, I'm sorry uh, to hear that. Th- thank you. Yeah. So he would be twenty nine now. Okay. Um, what was that like when you were a kid? Because my older brother's six years older than me, and for me, it was very much like, I don't know if that was the line six years, but we did not hang out like at yeah, all. Like, I don't know. I I think it like. I think it just depends, like more on like what the family dynamic is. Like, yeah, do you, that's true. Do you only have that one sibling? No, I've got, I've got, yeah, we've got a big. I've got a twin sister, an older sister than my older brother. My older sister and older brother are thick as thieves, but, mm-hmm. and I think that might have taken away from. Right. Yeah, because I've noticed that with like bigger families, that the siblings are often like not as close. Yeah. I think just because like there's just so many people. Yeah. So where, you get like, your one. When and it's then... there was it was just the two of us. Okay. And so like so we were like best friends. Oh, that's awesome. Um, like forever, like you know, as for as long as I can remember. Yeah. And like obviously, you know, we would fight like any like any siblings do, but um, yeah. Then we got really close. He went to college when I was in eighth grade yeah yeah and so that was actually we got a lot closer then because then we would text every day okay because like before that like and because you know he was in a new place so he was like homesick and so like you know we would text all the time and like facetime um you know and i also started to get into basketball and like started listening to like a lot of rap which like those were like the two biggest things that connected us yeah um and you know most like like looking when I look through our old text messages, like ninety percent of the conversations are like, "Have you heard this new album?" or about a Knicks game. Okay, like that's that's most. Of that's it. awesome that you had that thing to <laughs> yeah. connect you though. So um, wait, when so did your older brother get you into smoking, or was that just? 
So he, it wasn't really him that got me into smoking. It yeah, was more that's just not, that, like, <laughs> it was that. Yeah, I, he was a real piece of shit. God rest <laughs> like, his soul. No, we, we did, we did smoke, but it was more like I knew that he did that. Yeah. And so, like, I guess he probably started in like ninth or 10th grade, you know, and so I knew that him and his friends did that. So I wasn't like, um, like, like I wasn't like afraid of, it. I was like, Oh, I, you know, yeah. when I'm that age, I'm going to do that. That's interesting. You, you, you literally use the term. I was not afraid of it because I remember getting to college and I, I knew everyone in my family drank. I didn't really drink until co- like I did drink, but I didn't go like start drinking, drinking until college. And it was interesting because the, the very, like the second or third college, like little get together I was at, someone brought out cocaine and I was like, I told this before, but it's like it was so weird because it was right there. And it's like you only see this kind of stuff in the movies. But to what you just said, I was terrified of it uh-huh. because I, I was scared because I didn't know anybody who did it. <laughs> yeah. The only story I remembered was Len Bias and I wasn't even around for that. I just heard oh, that right, story. Yeah, yeah. So I was just like and I was playing college football at the time and I was like, I want nothing to do with this. But you I had the opposite because, you know, not with Coke, but with weed, because you're like, oh, you know, my brother smokes, people smoke like this is not a big deal. Yeah, definitely. I definitely had like the I've done I've only done cocaine twice, but like definitely the first time that I was that I saw it, I was like kind of freaked out. That was in what happened there. Hang on. We're going to the first time I saw coke. Yeah. Um, I think this always blows because I as someone who did it a lot over time, I was I'm always blown away by this. I don't remember like which. So I think there was one time that I was at a party freshman year of college and there were people like in the bathroom doing cocaine. And then another time that um. I was just going to like hang in a friend's dorm. Yeah. And and like I just went in there and him and his friend were just like doing lines and like didn't even offer it to me, which I'm glad that they didn't because yeah. I like I don't know if I would have done it or not. But like, you know, I was definitely. So I, you've I, never actually done it. I've done it twice. Oh, because so okay. I, I remember you said that, but then you gave two examples of seeing it. So I didn't so those know. are the first. And then the only times that I've I've done it were my senior year of college. I was at a a, a New Year's uh, party. With my camp friends in Pittsburgh. Okay. And I was just like blackout drunk. Like I lost track of how much I was drinking. That's how it always happens. At, at 15 <laughs> shots. And and so. Damn, um, that's a lot. I'm the, an alcoholic. And that's a lot for me. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, and then, yeah, there was, I was just like, people started doing it. And I was like, all right, I'll, I'll try it. Cause like yeah. at that point I was like getting to the point where I was like, I want to have done it. Like, I don't even want to do cocaine, but I just want to be like, yeah, I've, I've done in case it. you're ever on a podcast about in drinking and ever, drug exactly, stories. Exactly. Yeah. That's the one thing I will bring up when it comes to cocaine. The most common response to people who have done it at least once is I was blackout drunk, mm-hmm. but that's also one of the worst ways <laughs> to do it only because you cannot get the effect. All it does is sober you up a little bit, like mentally, like you don't get the full effect of what it really does if you're that wasted, if that makes sense. So it's almost like it's almost like when you drink on a full stomach, it's like you could drink on a full stomach, but it's not going to hit you as hard as if you're, you know, kind of hungry, if that makes sense. Yes. No, I, I do. I do know. I do know what you mean. Yeah. I think also at like I was so drunk that like I didn't really remember most yeah. of the night. So, like, when people were like, how was it? I was like, I have no idea. Yeah, so it's almost like a wasted experience. So, basically, what I'm oh, saying is experience. you should try wasted. Coke now. Oh, yeah. Hey, <laughs> you should try Coke now Well, so now when you're completely so I've sober. Done it, I've done it one other time, and this time was... So I was Just trying my, to be the worst influence ever. 
<laughs> just trying to get you're just like well you know what i what i was doing when i was 25 so let me get you on the same on the same i was wave. in jail at 25 so you don't want to be on that way <laughs> i don't think i do no uh, <laughs> but yeah the other time i did coke was when i visited my cousin in dallas and like in in dallas every apartment building has a pool yeah um it's just like florida yeah exactly yeah exactly and so so we went to like his his friend had a pool party and we were just like drinking all day from like noon onward and it was like nine and then so we were about to go out yeah and like everyone was just so tired which you know you mix the sun too you're so right, dehydrated yeah, yeah, you're just exactly. it's not even a wasted it's it's like you said it's a legit tired yeah we were like i wasn't even like really drunk anymore at that point because we'd just been drinking all day i was just tired yeah and then so then somebody like got coke and we all did it and then like went to this bar and then I, I, that time I like definitely enjoyed it and was yeah. like, all right, this is what cocaine feels yeah, like. Yeah. There you I go. I was like, I started dancing on this table and then these three girls just came over and started dancing with me. And I was like, this is the coolest I've ever been. Yeah. Right. I've, the, I've right never now. done anything this cool in my life. And then, <laughs> and then, and then, uh, you hear that kids <laughs> ne- on cocaine, cocaine, cocaine cool. never cocaine done anything. Cool. Yeah. And then, um, <laughs> But yeah, and then and then I got yelled at to get off the table um, by the bar owner. Yeah, yeah, of course. They're always the party poopers when it comes to that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I did want to. We got a little off track from where right. we were going, but this that's why I love doing the show. I told you before we started recording. There are so many times I make sure people bring a list now, and the listeners know why. But there's so many times where we'll start talking about something, and then they're just like, "Yeah," and then the. You know, we were doing this and that, and then I broke my arm and got arrested. Right. But anyway, back to this other story. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, let's go back to that. So I'm glad we got sidetracked with the cocaine story. <laughs> but you um had a couple things about edibles. Yeah. Now, you had one incident in Times Square. What was what, what happened there? Was this when you were living here, when you were visiting? No, what so happened? This was when I was in college, and me and one of my other friends from home were visiting our friend who went to Hofstra, and so we were staying with him on Long Island. Okay. And then we took edibles. At We were com- coming into How the city. How long ago was this? This was four years ago. Okay, so, so edibles was, are a thing. Like It's not like you know 10 years ago. Whenever, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so I, it was four years ago, so I was like... It was four or five years ago. I was 20 or 21. Yeah. And then, uh, so we took them and they were 100 milligram THC pills. Okay. Which I think none of us realized that that is an insane amount of THC. That's a lot. That's a lot. Like normally, like when I do edibles now, I do like five or 10 milligrams. Okay. And I'm like, oh, this feels nice. Yeah. You know, um, which is a great thing about weed being legal more places is that you can can, know how much you're doing. I tell people that all the time with the amount of people who are being poisoned by fentanyl. The amount of drugs that I've done, not knowing, just doing uh-huh. them, like it's so much easier to to like uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Moderate. Yeah. When you when it's legal, because that should all be legal. Yeah, because then people can come in and say, okay, this, this, and this. Like the amount of people that are dying because things are laced with fentanyl now, it's almost like you almost have to legalize this kind of stuff right. now because, or I mean, just let people die. But I mean, it's it's crazy to me. So now that it's legal, like you said, you could be like, okay, this is 100 milligrams, this is 50 milligrams, and you trust it because it's at a store, it's regulated, you know what it is. Yeah, but this was not at a store. This, this was, was some. Not- this was some guy <laughs> who, when he gave them to us, said, "Yeah, I usually take two of these and smoke a bowl." So like, and they're pills. Yeah, 
And I cannot imagine being Dude, on two of these. Two of them and a and, bull? Yeah. So, which is why, like, drug dealers are never people you should get advice from on yeah. how to do your drugs. Absolutely. <laughs> but, like, yeah, so we took it right before we left and then, you know, took the train into the city, like, thinking, like, okay, we'll be, like, coming up, like, while we're getting off the train. Yeah. You know? Nothing. Like, three, four hours go by, nothing. We're just like, oh, I guess those didn't work. I guess, like, Damn, they were just duds. Yeah. And then... We're just wa- we're just walking around the city. We don't. How many even- pills did you take? We just took one each. Okay. But then they start to hit. Okay. Like four hours later, which is like Slow usually release. it's usually it's like an hour, like half hour to an hour, and yeah. then you're like, oh shit, now I'm high as fuck. But like this was like three or four hours later. We're like we start walking and then accidentally end up in Times Square, and it was like I don't even know how to describe it other than like it felt like I was walking through the internet. It was the most terrifying thing ever. Because, like, Times Square is just awful, like, sober. Like, dead sober, Times Square is a horrible place to walk through. But I say that all the time. My Savannah's work is, like, you could, if you wanted to get there, you could go through Times Square. And one time I accidentally went through Times Square, and I remember texting her, like, this is disgusting. Like, I don't know how I even got here. Like, I hate this. And and this was also this was in December, so there was already like Christmas stuff up. Oh my god, and so it's cold as even shit. more people. Yeah. yeah. And and so we are just like walking and then like somehow managed to get out of Times Square and and then um I'm trying to remember like more detail I can't even like think of more detail. No, that was probably. walking through the internet and it was terrifying as perfect. Okay, yeah. And then we um we were trying to find a place. Keep dropping these great lines. I keep changing the title of the <laughs> episode you. every like ten minutes. And then minutes. um, we we were trying to find a place to eat, and my friend was like, "We should go to the bar that the bar from How I Met Your Mother is based off of." Okay. And then we we're like, "Is this a theme restaurant?" And he's like, "No, it's a real bar that they based the bar in the show off of." Yeah. And we get there, and it's kind of a theme restaurant. Like all the cocktails are like na- like the the like the Barney Stinson. Like yeah. they're all like named after How I Met Your Mother, but. Um, we get there, we get food. I got fish and chips, the best tartar sauce I've ever had. There you go. Huge shout out. Yeah. Shout out tartar sauce. I don't, fuck, I don't remember the name of this place, but like. McLaren's? Isn't that what it's called in the show? It's called McLaren's in the show. It's a different Irish name. Mick. Whoa, whoa, with the Mick. (laughs) Whoa, hey. Hey. But, uh. So yeah, it's called it's, fucking mix. It's That's called, what it's, it's called. It's called uh, Mick fucking alcoholics. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but I got I ordered more. I asked for more tartar sauce, which I don't think anyone has ever done before. Yeah, if it's good tartar sauce, it's good but tartar yeah, sauce. So and then and there was um, there was a college basketball game on and we were watching it and there was like a minute left and it's a tied game and we finished our food and we paid. And, like, normally you would just be like, all right, let's watch the rest of the game. It's a sports bar, so we're yeah. going to watch the rest of the game and then leave. But we were so, like, high out of our minds that we were like, we can't – like, people are going to notice if we, like, sit. We can't We can't watch the rest of the game. I guess we'll just have to, like, look at the score on our phone. So then we just left. Oh, because you paid? You, like, you were, like, paranoid? <laughs> we were, like, we're, not, we're not allowed to stay here We have to get we out paid. of here. We yeah. paid. <laughs> wow, that's hilarious. Um, so <laughs> – so you just left. How did you get home? What happened? We got home. We took the the Long Island Railroad, and so you were cognizant enough to be like, "All right, we were, we were, yeah, and like we were able to like get on the train, but then I like lost my ticket, and then oh, literally no. the next morning found it in my in my jacket pocket, but I like couldn't find it, and so like we had to like pay a fine on on the train when they came to take look at tickets. How much is that? 
I, Do you remember? I don't remember. Because that happened to me when I was going out to Jersey. I wrote a bit about it. But I was going out to Jersey to go to our storage unit where everything was destroyed from Ida. And they were like, hey, we're going to you know, cut the lock and throw everything away. So come and see if there's anything you can salvage. So we're, I w- took the train out there. But when I first went down to the train, I didn't realize when you get your ticket, it's at a completely separate kiosk. It's not like the subway where you have to get your Metro card to get onto the subway. Mm, yeah. You can just walk onto a yeah. train. And I didn't I, I was like, there's no way that you can just walk onto a train. Like obviously there's a kiosk somewhere on the train or near the train where I can get a ticket. So I ended up on the train and the guy, like before the door shut, I was like, Hey, where do I get my tickets? And he goes, Oh, that's you have to go upstairs to the ticket counter. And I was like, Fuck. Because I was freaking out, like, what happens if I don't, like, do they throw you off the train? Or, <laughs> obviously, you said, you just pay a fine? Yeah. Okay, so now I know that for next time. You also said something about um, another high adventure, where you stared at yourself for a while. Oh, yeah, that was the other time that I took a 100 milligram out of all. Okay, so what <laughs> happened there? So that was in, uh, in college, that was my senior year, and um, this kid that we were friends with, who just like does an insane amount of drugs yeah um there's always that guy there's always there's always he was like 100 percent like that guy everybody everybody every friend group had one yeah oh yeah um and then i have a bit about <laughs> oh i'm sure but yeah so he gave us um he had this it was like a distillate of like th straight up just thc it was just like a liquid and you just put a drop on your on your tongue and then like just swallow it and like it's and that's that's it. That's and, it. Yeah, and it's just like incredibly potent. And so like me and a couple of my friends uh did that and then we like it, like again, like an hour goes by and like You're like now see that's a little strange for something that you would drop right onto mm-hmm. your tongue. I can understand a pill, like if it's a right. thick plastic capsule, it takes a while to digest, but for something you're dropping straight onto your tongue. Well, it's not like it's like not like you know it's not like like acid where like it's yeah. dissolving on your tongue like you're swallowing it. Yeah, but 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 yeah, but yeah, it is still a little bit weird. And but even like I should have been sketched out because of like any you shouldn't take anything out of a vial. No, you know? <laughs> like that's not how you should be doing doing uh doing drugs, you know. But um, yeah. So like an hour goes by and then. Um, you know, we go back to my place and, and then we're playing Mario Kart. And so me and my roommate, one of my roommates and this girl I was hooking up with at the time all took it. And then my other roommate did not. Okay. And so then we're playing Mario Kart and my one roommate who was not high, like just notices that like none of us are playing anymore. And like, we're all just like cracking up at like the Mario Kart music and like looking at the screen and then um, he like like we start to realize like oh shit we're like insanely high yeah so then like my one roommate like she goes to bed and then um, what a waste of a high no it was like a high where like I need to be alone it okay. was that kind of a high yeah 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 but then so I'm like with this girl who like I was friends with and like we'd hooked up a couple times and and then like we're just hanging out like like talking and I was just like I like there's I'm way too high to have sex or like do anything, but I don't know how to like say that without being weird. So we're just like talking for like 45 minutes. And then I think like eventually she's like, I'm, I'm going to go home. And I was like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then I remember I like to know what to say. I like rubbed her hair. There which, you go. Get some. 
Yeah, and then we like made out, but it was so awkward, which probably explains why we never hooked up again. Yeah, um, that was the last. The that last... was the last of it. Yeah, and then I remember like going upstairs and just staring at my reflection. Like I brushed my teeth and was like staring at my reflection in the mirror straight up for an hour. And then you know how like sometimes you can like, you know, if you like uh, like sort of squint your eyes. And like look at like the bridge of your nose and like look in the mirror. It kind of looks like it'll go from looking like you have one eye to looking like you have three eyes. Yeah, the cross eyed. Yeah, just kept on doing that and and like cracking up, like laughing hysterically for over an hour, just doing this. Yes, and like and then like looking at myself and being like, I look like I could be a teacher. I don't know why that what? was. My <laughs> that was the thought. <laughs> While I'm like, I could teach. I was like, I. Oh my, I was like, you know when like you look at yourself and you're high and you're like, Does, is this what my face looks like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I do know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And this then is I, my face? Look like, at my nose. I was like, I was just like, at the time was like casually like sleeping with, with two different people at the same time, which I'd never done before. And was like, which is like cool. It's a fun thing, you know, yeah. for people to do. But like, I had never done that before. So I was like, is this how like it starts where like people have like, secret families and secret homes and i'm like spiraling into this like this like terrible fantasy but like the weirdest part of it is like in what world could i afford a home yeah (laughs) like (laughs) that was the part where i was like how how does that make any sense but yeah um no and then like the full next day and like texting like both like that girl and my roommate like the next day like none of us went to class and like we were all just still high and, like, it wasn't until, like, that evening that I, like, felt normal. Oh, wow. And, like, I've never done acid, but I've done shrooms twice. And yeah. this was more intense than either of those. Damn. Yeah. When did you do shrooms? Was that, were you, like, at a festival or out in the woods? I or? did. Because um, everyone f- always says you're supposed to take them in the woods. Yeah, which I've never done. I do want to do that. Yeah. Because um, I've never, like, taken them and just, like, been in, in nature uh, or at like a festival, which yeah, those are the two places that people. So you just like took them at the apartment. I took them uh, my freshman year of college. I lived in a suite okay. with like I was in this this program, this integrated fine arts program. So it was just Ooh. like me, yeah, me and all my like artsy friends took uh, took shrooms one time, and it was funny because like it was like this the spring semester, so we'd known each other for a little bit, but we weren't like super close, super close, yeah. So like it probably shouldn't have been as good as it was, but um yeah we just took it and I you know, in like probably like the most stereotypical like college freshman doing shrooms for the first time fashion I was like we should listen to every Tame Impala album, <laughs> and then we did which at the time was three albums we listened to them all in order wow <laughs> yeah damn um, what a day which is yeah and it you know. Actually, this one we came up. We weren't playing Mario Kart. We were playing Smash. Oh, okay. But you know, Nintendo games. Uh, but yeah, I remember definitely. Um, trying to think if there was anything like crazy that happened. There was. We were sitting outside. There was an amphitheater like right outside of my building. Is this with the weed or the mushrooms? This is the mushrooms. Okay. And so we were just like all sitting there, and everybody else saw like these jets fly by. And I did not. Okay. And so, like, I don't know if they all, like, hallucinated the same thing or, like, if one person saw it and everybody was like, yeah, definitely. And That or, seems more realistic. Or yeah. if I just was so in my own head that I didn't notice it. Which yeah. is probably, that's probably what I was it was. I was going to say, that could have been it. That's yeah. probably it. Um, but, yeah, and then, uh, so my one friend who's, like, 
She's she's very good at, at drawing. Uh, she's a great artist. Yeah, so she fine was, arts. Yeah, yeah we, got, was, we got it. You, yeah. you guys are creative. We got so it. So she was, so, but like she was, she was just drawing like without even looking at it, and then it was like beautiful. So she started crying, and then she hands it, she hands like a pad of paper to my friend Tyler, um, and and he's like, I'm not like good at drawing. Like this is not gonna be good and she was like no just do it just try it and then so he's doing it he's like it's not gonna be good it's not gonna be good and then like five minutes later we all like look at edit he like shows to us and we're like yeah it's not it's not that <laughs> it's good <crap. laughs> and then, tyler and you we were right it's garbage started, like dying laughing that's hilarious. um yeah another one one of my friends like wrote this poem uh my friend john wrote this poem that was just like i i i i i for like 10 lines alternating between the letter i and e y e and it was like I I I I I I I I I IKEA. That was the whole thing. And wow. And yeah, that was the fine arts program. At yeah, that so school. that's what happens when you put a bunch of um, artsy kids, artsy with college freshmen on mushrooms. It's God. exactly what you would think it would be. Yeah, it's exactly it's exactly what to be you think around. It would be. So you have a lot of really chill stories. Yeah. Um, you did have one uh, violent story. Yeah. About getting into a fight. Is this, was this one of the only fights you've been in? Um, I've This was the only drunk fight that okay. I think I've been now, in. Now, it's interesting because you talk about like doing the artsy stuff and going to school for the arts and everything, but we met playing basketball, <clears throat> and you get pretty <clears throat> intense out on the court. Yeah. So, I've gotten the only I've gotten into um, a lot of uh, basketball fights. Okay. Yeah. I've gotten I've worked on my temper a lot to where like that hasn't really happened since like junior year of high school yeah um but yeah i actually i actually got kicked off of my basketball team my junior year of high school for fighting <laughs> for yeah getting into a fight in like our with third teammates team or with season. opposing teams with an opposing teammate so i played for the jewish community center okay and so we were like the only jewish team in our in our league and then this one guy like was just like we were guarding each other so he's like pushing me around the whole game and like call me a bitch and then kept on like saying like anti-semitic stuff oh come on that's yeah not... and then and I'm so i'm all I for was trash like, talk but let's not bring yeah, religion and so into that this. was like fucked up and then um it was like towards the end of the game like three minutes left and he was being super physical with me and talking shit the whole time and so we were going up for a rebound like boxing each other out and i just like really pushed him oh i thought you were gonna side. give him the bow no, I mean, yeah, it was like a hard elbow, yeah. but like nothing like like something that's like probably just like a foul. Yeah. You know, but like the refs, nothing egregious. Yeah. The refs weren't calling anything, but it was clearly like, you know, I I sort of I wouldn't say I started it because he was aggressive the whole game. But so I pushed him out you of the ended way. It. I pushed him out of the way. And then um, he like pushes me. I push him back and then he punches me. And then so I hit him back and then we get separated and then they let go of him and then he punches me right across the face in the ear. And then while they're holding you back. Yeah. And then I like run out of the gym and then I'm like, I just like went and sat outside and you know, to like calm down a little bit. Yeah. And then they ended the game. Oh really? Yeah. And which is crazy. Cause it was like a close game too. But like, instead of just ejecting both of us, they were like, that's we're calling it. Tempers are flaring. <laughs> yeah. We're calling it. The game is over. Like God, neither what a team wins. Shit. Yeah, and that's the thing I noticed playing basketball because we play with a bunch of comedians, and my biggest thing is I don't know basketball rules. Uh huh. So the only time I've ever played basketball was when I played college football. A lot of the play of the football players would go down to the outdoor courts and play at night just to like run and have fun. And then the other time that I played basketball a lot was when I was in jail. 
So those are the two times I've played. So there's not, there's no fouls called. Like, right. You well, just those play. also, those sound like the two most aggressive ways exactly. to play basketball but, with football players in their time off. Yeah. And then in jail. Like, so, but that's the thing is, so I don't know. I never learned uh-huh. basketball. So you never played rules. like organized basketball. Exactly. Like okay. I played one time for like a Y league, but I never played because I was it's when I was like younger and I was out of shape. I didn't hit my growth spurt until like basically college. So. I, now that we play, I don't want to be too physical, but it's yeah. very easy. Like if someone accidentally gives you an elbow to the face or tries to hard pick you and stuff, uh-huh. all of a sudden I'll flip that switch where it's like, oh no, fuck all of you. Like I'll punch right. you in the goddamn throat. Right. Like yeah. you have your fucking mind. Yeah. And that's, and that's why, so I try like, you know, when I play basketball now, I try to not like talk shit and like be like super aggressive because i like you know i play hard but like i want to keep my cool i don't want to yeah. like get because also like once you start like elbowing people like that's when like because then it's like okay we're not calling fouls i'm gonna do the same thing to you yeah you know? exactly and that's why like I'll, that's why I, I always call fouls on myself like i'm always like that was a foul i got you like i hit you like yeah you know it's your ball and, well and that's the other thing too is like i don't know so like i literally don't know the rules so one of the guys um, a lot of times we'll do this thing where he'll go up to his teammate and like grab his waistband. So like you, like I have to go around him. I can't cut through him. And that's a legal, totally legal thing to do. But what I was doing in the game was I was just lowering my shoulder and bowling like through them, like going through them. And then at the end of the game, he like was kind of huffing and puffing at me. Like you can't do that. And I was like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> like you're in my way. I'm on offense. I'm trying to get to the ball. Like I'm just going to go through you. Like why is that illegal? And he's like, yeah, that's a foul. Yeah. Well, that's also the thing about pickup basketball is that people always do that where at the end they'll be like, yo, you're, you're foul. And it's like, then call the foul. Yeah. Like, like I have no idea. The rule is call your own fouls. Call a foul when it happens. Yeah. Cause I don't know. Cause in my head I go, oh, well, if I'm going for the ball, I should be able to do anything I want. Right. All, like in football, if you're going for the ball, right, yeah. you can fucking knock someone over as long as you're yeah. going for the ball. So when I go for a rebound and stuff, a lot of times like I'll throw out like not on purpose, but like I just am like I'm getting this rebound. And so I'll get it and I come down and I like will have my elbows out and stuff. And they're like at the end of the game, they'll be like, you can't do that. And I'm like, tell me in the month because I don't fucking know. Yeah. So it's very easy to get to get. I could see what you're saying, like that temper. But. This is the only drunk fight that you've been in, you said. So what set the scene? Where are we? So How old are you? In, this is in Vermont. It's at on, college. Yeah, it's on my twentieth birthday. Okay. Um yeah, so uh I so I'm trying to think of what, what happened that night. How how did we get there? So <laughs> How did we get here? How how did we get here? Uh so yeah, so it was um my uh it was me and me and my girlfriend at the time we were going to meet up with uh my friend at this party that he texted me about and he actually gave me the wrong address but somehow we ended up at the right place because there was this girl throwing up outside and uh, we're here well my my girlfriend her thing was uh her thing was that she she just like loved to talk to like drunk girls who were throwing up and like talk them through it really yeah oh <laughs> she's 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 uh she's in nursing school now i was gonna say finished. i yeah. knew you're gonna fucking say <laughs> yeah. that so it makes it makes sense yeah um but yeah so so we we like get there she goes to like talk to her and then i see a couple of my friends coming outside and i'm like oh hey like what's what's up guys talking to them and then this guy now are you drunk at this point because it is your birthday yes i am drunk at this okay point. um 
So then this guy like follows them out and starts screaming at them. He's like, you guys got to get the fuck out of here. Like, fuck you. You got to get the fuck out. And so I don't, you know, I, and to this day, I have no idea what happened that provoked oh, that. Oh, you still don't know. No, I still don't know. I've like, honestly, just thinking about it, I'm like, oh, I never found out what, what happened. Damn. That. But so then they're like, all right, cool, man. Like, no worries. We're, we're leaving, you know. And I then, so badly want to know what happened. Yeah. Fuck, I gotta I gotta text my friend at some point and figure out what if he remembers. Next Sunday when we go to play basketball, I'll be yeah, like, hey man, yeah, <laughs> threw but, up on the counter. But, okay, um, got it. But uh, anyway, yeah. So, so he's being aggro, yelling so yeah, at them. and then and then they turn around and then he kicks my friend in the back, and my friend turns around. And he's like, dude, what the fuck? And then he punches him across the face. So like, he was looking for a fight. Yeah, this guy was clearly like. I, that's why I don't even think anything happened. I think it was just like his house and he didn't know them. Yeah. And he was like looking for a fight. And and so he started one. I can't stand people. Who no, look, it's w- the worst. And so he punches him straight across the face. And then I go up to him and I'm like, dude, what, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, what are you doing? And then he grabs me both hands around my throat. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. Both hands around my throat. And I had, so I had a mason jar full of cookies in my hand because my friend had given them to me as a birthday present. Pers- yeah, present. Um, and you as know, you do, as, as you know, as you do when you're in Vermont, you give mason jars full of cookies to your friends. Um, and someone- so and then so I hit him on his head with it and then he falls down. Did you did you shatter the mason jar? No, the mason jar didn't shatter at all. Those things are fucking Those real things. Vermont mason jars. Those yeah. things are thick. And I um, and then. So well, hang on a second. Both hands around your throat. Do you sideswipe him? Do you like bring it down like a hammer? How do you I, hit him? I, I sideswipe. Okay, so, so you I pull it up and hit him across I hit the him face. And I hit him with the side of it, like probably in the side of the head. He fell down. I think it knocked him out because then I I heard he went to the hospital. Fuck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's what you get trying to choke someone <laughs> that you like, don't yeah, even know. I mean, I you know normally I would feel bad for sending someone to the hospital, but. You know, he did start it. <laughs> yeah, well, and he was looking for... A f- and that's the thing that pisses me off is, like, now... And I'm sure this has been happening forever, but, like, you could start a... Like, someone could start a fight, but if you fuck them up, they have, they, they'll they press charges against right, you. Right, yeah, see, yeah. And it's like, you went looking for this, man. Like, this is what you wanted because you didn't win. Like, it always reminds me of that scene. I don't know if you ever saw the movie Boondock Saints. I have not. Okay, there's a scene where they get into a bar fight, and then later in the movie the Russian gangsters come back to their apartment with guns. And they're like, it was just a fucking bar fight, man. Like, well, you just lost. Like, chill. And every time I hear something like this, that's what I think of. Because it's like, you started this fight. It's It's a little scuffle. Yeah. And now, like, you're going to the hospital. God knows what could have happened. So what ends up happening? Did you just leave and... I just left. I, like, I remember I, like, uh... We started to walk away and then I ran back. They're coming for you right now. Oh, shit. I thought the statute the of limitations was up. Oh, um, yeah, for a fight, it's two years, I think. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I remember I like ran back to grab the the cookies. Did you? <laughs> yeah. So you dropped the jar, obviously, when I, you hit yeah, it. Yeah, I dropped the jar, it fell, and then I went back and grabbed it. And then um, what, what? What is his? Do you remember what his kind of look was? Was he like sprawled out? Was he like twitching? Was he like? I don't remember. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember at all. You uh, didn't take time to like observe your work. No. Like fuck you. <laughs> No, um, yeah, and then we we walked away, um, and then I actually. What happened with your girlfriend at the time? Was she still like coaching the other girl up, or did she see all this? No, she saw all this, and well, and like when it when it happened, she was like trying to pull me away before anything even started. Yeah, um, because she because she knew that I like 
had a temper and like that you know that i would like come to the defense of my friend and was just like yeah didn't want me to get hurt you know um but yeah and then we we actually uh ran into my mom wow. who was in town visiting me for my birthday and then was just like um she like brought our, our dog and like was like taking the dog for like a late night walk and, and you ran into her we ran into her that's leaving this party awesome. which is yeah mom <laughs> yeah um you did mention this party happened on your birthday something else happened on another birthday that you had sent me a message about or in the list about crying oh yeah Blackout. that was that which was, birthday was that that was my 21st birthday okay so then fast forward a year so that was the next year so that was um I was uh, like with like a different girl who just burning through them. <laughs> not like we weren't like dating. She she lived in Pittsburgh, but was a girl that I had like known from camp, and so we were like okay. It was one of those one of those things. Yeah. You know? Oh, I, I yeah. yeah yeah yeah. But uh, yeah. So she, she was visiting me, and I was having a party. You know, you're twenty one. Yeah, big, it's I'm a big 21. deal. And then, and then also, you know, part of the the crying was because my brother died at at twenty. Oh yeah. Um, and so like, kind of every birthday from twenty onward is 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 a little weird. Yeah, that's got to yeah. be hard. Um, and and he didn't he didn't die from like drugs or anything. He he had um, it's called an AVM, arterial venal malformation. I think is what it stands for. Heart. Basically, no, it's brain. It's okay. basically like something ruptures in your brain. Just out of nowhere. Yeah, and and typically like. I, you know, maybe I'm remembering wrong, but like I read somewhere that like, if it like doesn't happen between the ages of ten and forty, like you're like fine. That's a huge window. Yeah, it's a huge window, and I and it's like, it's pretty hard to discover. Like you'd have to like get an MRI of your brain, which like you know, unless you have like a terrible concussion, there would be no reason to do that. Yeah, so it's normally why, a CAT so nobody, scan, not an MRI. Yeah, yeah. So that's why. Um, that's why like you know it was never detected damn um but and also um he actually he died uh, a week after my birthday also and so wow. and he had been in the in the hospital and like he was studying abroad in switzerland uh and was in like put into a medically induced coma on so it was on september 11th of uh 2012 and then so my birthday was september 17th and so um happy belated birthday thank you uh, and then so and then so then he died on the on the twenty fourth. Um, <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but no, it's I mean it's like, like what other what other reaction is that's, there? Yeah, that, well, and that's know? that's why I love doing this show because I and whenever I message people, I always say about the list, I always go your best or worst stories because my entire set, everything about my comedy since I've gotten sober is about terrible things. Yeah, that have happened, be it. Rehab, jail, attempted suicide, people I know dying from drugs and alcohol and stuff. And <laughs> I've mentioned this to you before, but it's like it's either you get it and you're in on uh-huh. what we're doing or you don't get it. And it's fucking a TED talk. It's like a yeah, PSA yeah. about drugs and alcohol for an hour. So I, my response to all this stuff always is laughter, which is mm. why we do comedy. Yeah, exactly. It takes a sick twisted individual to try to make jokes about this kind of stuff right yeah i actually i heard something that was on um 
I don't know if you ever listen to Andrew Santino's podcast. Yeah, I love it. But yeah, did you listen to the one with Howie Mandel? No, I did not. So yeah, so on that one, uh, one thing that I really liked that, that Howie Mandel said was that like people will think they have a good sense of humor because they laugh and they find things funny, but like that's that's not having a good sense of humor is being able to find something that isn't funny and find like a funny thing in it. Yeah, and Shane find a Gillis way to make that funny. talks about it on his new special where mm-hmm. he goes exactly. If there is a funniest of this like yes. a school shooting there's a funniest school yeah, exactly. shooting and obviously i don't want to burn it and he does a great job with it but it's like that's true and that's something i've always really held steadfast to and i in comics true comics i always say there's there's people who do comedy and then there's comedians there's a difference there's people who go to open mics and do comedy right but they're not comics they're yeah they're telling street jokes or they're like oh this was funny at the office let me go try it at an open mic and then there's people who love comedy and do mm-hmm. comedy. Someone like you, yeah. as soon as you graduate, you go, I'm moving to New York to pursue this. That's a comedian. Yeah. And it's crazy to me because they always get it when you yeah, do exactly. something. Dumb. I have a whole bit, but it's like one of those things where it's just like, yeah, I can make fun of that. Because yeah, that's exactly. finding the humor in that is what I do. So it's inter- I, like I said, that's a long winded way of me saying, I'm sorry I laughed about the no, brother no, thing. It's, and, and I mean, and I... I've talked about like I gotta take that part out. Uh, my my fucking family hates when I talk about family really? stuff on the podcast. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Yeah, my mom is a is a writer, and most of what she writes is like personal essays. So, yeah, you know that's that's already like out the window of like having you know like you can't talk about family stuff. See, that's <laughs> and it's interesting you say that because there's a lot of people in my family who obviously are like they don't care or they're just like that's Brennan. Brennan will. If it happened to him or it happened around him, he'll talk about it. Like, that's right, what I, yeah, I'm yeah. an open book. People, at, people like at my work all the time will like offer me a, a wine or something. And I'm like, no, I don't drink. And then they're like, oh, like, you you know, we don't have to. And I'm like, you can ask me anything you want. Like, right, I don't yeah. give and a I'm, shit. And I'm the same way. And like, I try and be like, you know, more conscious of it if I'm telling stories that like involve other people. Yeah, or absolutely. Like, you know, sensitive to things that like they might not want other people to know about. You know, but like, yeah, if it's about me, I don't care. Yeah, I'm the same exact way. So speaking of about you, 21st birthday, let's get back to this story because I I derailed us. Right. Yeah. So uh, so I was feeling like anxious about the party and about turning 21. And so uh, this girl, like she had a Xanax prescription and she gave me two Xanax and I'd taken Xanax like a few times before and always really, you know, enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Because, you know, how could you not? You know what's great on Xanax? Alcohol? Yeah, <laughs> baby. So, yeah. Hello, dog. Maya, Maya agrees with us. Uh, yeah, but um, yeah. So, so I took the took a couple Xanax and then drank a lot, a lot, and uh, kind of kind of blacked out, you know. But the things I do remember were um, that I. Was just a lot of a lot of crying. Yeah, yeah, totally makes sense. Yeah, after everything we talked about. Um. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's not. So what? But like, what happened? Did you lock yourself in a room? Are there no, a bunch of was, people no, over? Was, like, what so was... it was like after everyone like left, and it was just like me in in bed with the, this girl. Okay, so you and, held it together for the party. Yeah, yeah, and I think I felt fine for the party, and then it kind of just all like came hey, out. Yeah, yeah, hit you at once. yeah. Okay. Um, All right. Um, last story I wanted to talk about since we are getting to that time. You already know which one it is. So take it. How did it happen? What? Speaking of 
dying and drugs and alcohol and all this kind of stuff. What? Tell so, tell this story. So this story. So it's about. So I, it's the story where I, I said that I was uh, smoked weed with Mac Miller in his studio, and it actually is very much related to my brother because that's how I know Mac Miller. Um, so we. Is he from Pittsburgh? He's from my. So I grew up in Harrisburg, uh, but our camp was like a Pittsburgh JCC camp. Okay. And so Mac Miller went to that camp. Oh, and okay. Him and my brother are the same age, and they were like really close friends, and so. Um, you know, and I was only there like because I was I was thinking I was like 10 when he was like 15 the last summer he went um, last summer Mac went. And so, you know, I knew him a little bit then because I knew his friends with my brother. And like and then it was like that year that he started rapping and putting out music as as Easy Mac. OK, so this was like 2007, you know, and um, Easy Mac. Yeah. And I remember my brother showed me his first mixtape and he was like, do you like this? And I was like, yeah, it's pretty good. And he was like, yeah, it's Malcolm. And I was like, no, it's not. And he was like yes it is and he like showed me the album cover and i was like oh that is him yeah wow. and then and i remember like showing it to like all my friends and being like yeah this is my brother's friend like he's gonna be famous that's crazy and like which is what i which is i mean I'm, like you know i was right but also like i totally would have said that about if i knew anyone that was like yeah music. putting out albums yeah, yeah or mixtapes and you know and then like so he's you know 15 16 around that time and then like each year you know he puts out a mixtape then the next one you know, has like gets some like blog coverage, yeah. and the one after that like has a Wiz Khalifa feature on it, because um, you know they went to the same high school. Okay, and and so you know, and then the next one after that um, was Kids, which was like his like that's the big one. That's the big one. That's the one that really blew him up. Um, you know, and then the one after that like had the song Donald Trump on it. You know, and so like he just continues to get more famous. Like yeah, every album he puts out or mixtape he puts out, he's growing. And he's growing, growing and, growing. and growing, and you know, which is like what continued to to the time that he died. Which is like obviously like you know I'm sad about it because that's somebody I was friends with and yeah, and somebody you know, and it's it's just a person died. But also like one of the you know tragedies of any time like an artist of that that caliber dies is that like you're like oh shit like he was only getting better like yeah. And he was only 26. Like, just imagine, like, you know, what, yeah, that's what a weird, stuff he would have come up with. That's a weird realization that. when you're like, uh, so they're just done? Yeah. Like, they were doing so well, and now it's just over? Right, and then even, like, like you know, the album that came out, like, uh, year, about a year after he died, like, it was, you know, which I think is, like, his best album. Um, and, yeah, so anyway, so I knew him through my brother, and... Um, but I hadn't, you know, really like talked to him at all, like since you know I was like ten. Yeah. And but my him and my brother were still close to the time my brother died, and so he came to my brother's funeral in Harris. I was gonna say because your brother died before he did. Mm-hmm. So he came to my brother's funeral in Harris. Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> and uh, then, um, you know, and I I saw him there and like talked to him, and he was like he was very nice. Um, and at this point. At he's, this point, he's twenty. Yeah, I was gonna and say. So at this he's point, the same age as your brother. Yeah. So he's put out, and you know, I don't know if you're like how big a fan of his music you are. I'm like, not a well, huge fan. You know, I, I am aware of him and okay. his music, but, but I'm not like a so huge. So for fan. like anybody listening that is a fan of him, so this is about like a year after, um, or I guess it's about like after Blue Slide Park and Macadelic. So Macadelic was the most recent thing that he had put out. Okay. And so. Then uh, he's working on the album Watching Movies with the Sound Off, which um, I was actually, I was one of the first people to hear that. The yeah. Um, Leak that so, mixtape, dog. <laughs> so so uh, he comes to the funeral, and then after, 
you know, then he leaves because he's like doing a show that night. Um, you know, he's on tour and then, but like stops in Harrisburg to come to my brother's Just to funeral. go to the funeral. Yeah. yeah. And then, so, and then he DMs me on Twitter and sends me his number and like tweets at me publicly and like tells me like reach out anytime. And then, so at that, you know, then we like develop a friendship from that point. Oh, and, that's awesome. You know, we keep in touch a little bit. We text about music. You know, he asked me how I'm doing. Um, and you know, and then he starts sending me songs. And so on his album, watch moves with the sound off, there's a song called remember, and so uh, my brother's name is uh, Ruben Eli Matrani, and so his initials are REM, and so the REM is capital in the song. Oh, that's so awesome! Yeah, and so um, that's that's you know he he named the song that, and actually named his uh, record label Remember Music after him. Oh wow! Um, yeah, and damn. So your brother was a huge influence. on Yeah, him. yeah. He and and he and he references him on on some other songs too. But yeah, and so he would you know while he was working on that album, he would send me stuff that he was working on, and like sent me like you know an original version of it that you know I have somewhere you know so, yeah. on, I think it's on like my old iPod. Yeah, you know like if I ever plug it in and charge it, like I can find that. But yeah, so it has like a couple songs that never came out, and um, yeah. So so he and then. I, so, uh, how did you guys end up in the same studio? Right. So, so then, um, so the first time that actually wasn't the first time that I smoked with him. The first time was when I saw him in Colorado. So my brother went to Colorado college and they, uh, had a music festival every year called Llama Palooza. And so Mac agreed to perform at it for free. Oh wow. That the, like this year, because like, I was like a tribute to him. And so I went there for that, that, that weekend. And like, you know, it was just like staying with, um, my brother's friends and my, my parents were there as well. But so then that night, um, you know, me and uh, a friend of Mac and my brothers who went to Colorado as well, he went to university of Colorado in Boulder, came, he came up for the concert and then we all like hung out in Mac's hotel room with him and his, his DJ clockwork. Who's one of the funniest people I've ever met. Really? Yeah. He's hilarious. Um, and uh yeah and he played us like the un oh and then there was another uh another guy from there were two two friends from camp were there as well of, okay. of his um but yeah so so uh but that's not important but so he plays us the, the like the finally he just finished watch moves with the sound off plays us it in order like we smoke and listen to it in his hotel room damn and then like pass out later and, yeah and so yeah um that was and then i I wonder if it was before that the first time I was in the studio with him or if it was before that or after that. But, yeah, one time when I was in Pittsburgh, um, me and my friend who I was staying with, we went to his studio because, you know, he was also in town. He had a studio in Pittsburgh? Yeah, or it's, he was... well, I think it wasn't, like, his studio, but it was, like, his okay. producer's yeah, studio, yeah. you know, and so he would record out when he was, like, visiting his parents. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, he and he records this song and that's never come out. And probably will never come out. Yeah. And uh, like start to finish, we were there for like the beat being made. He wrote, he writes his verses. Like I watched him do the whole thing. And uh, was it good? Oh, it was, yeah, it was incredible. Yeah, it was so good. And then he drives me and my friend home at five a.m. Damn. And and at this time, I was actually I was like thought I wanted to be a rapper and was like making music. And he actually offered. He was like, if you're like really serious, like I can send you beats and like you can come like live in L.A. with me. And I was like. Uh, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> I was, that serious. I was like, I'm 16. I don't know if that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, 
Yeah, that. I don't know if my parents are would be okay with uh, me just like moving out and living with a rapper. Yeah, uh, even if it is somebody as nice as you. <laughs> well, yeah, and he was a super sweet guy, but he did. I mean, his his history with all that kind of stuff yeah, is super, well documented. One of the sweetest, like just kindest, most generous people that I've ever met, but also an addict. Yeah, you know, and also. And and I guess like you know there's an overlap between addicts and stoners, but he was both. Yeah. You know there's oh, those yeah. are two different things, but he was those are he two was completely two different completely things, different things, but he was both. In the Venn diagram, he's that he, he's in, in the between. middle. Yeah. yeah, where he had all of the like attributes of of both. So he had yeah. like the addict behavior, but also like the stoner like tendencies of like just being chill so ch- like absent-minded with everything that wasn't music. Yeah. Like he worked so hard on music, but. Just the normal day-to-day stuff. He was He's just so out of it. But yeah. um, yeah, and then so the next time, so I was in, this was about uh, a year or two later. So I was 17 or 18 uh, and I'm in Pittsburgh visiting some friends and he happens to be in Pittsburgh that weekend as well. Yeah. And so me and my friends go to this concert, the XX, um, and there's, and then he invites me to come to the studio and He's, I was like, uh, is it okay if six of my friends come? Oh, for real? Yeah, and he said, yeah, sure. What? Yeah, and then, or I guess maybe there were there were five of them, six, including me, but whatever. Either yeah. way, crazy. There's a lot of people. Either way, there are, you know, six or seven, 17, 18-year-olds in, in this studio. And so uh, my mom, who was also, like, in Pittsburgh for the weekend, picks us up from the concert, drives us to the studio... Like says hi, then leaves, and then he just like packs a bowl, and it's just like, you know, uh, he like takes a hit, and he's like, hey, if you guys want to smoke, like, feel free, like, you know, and there's more Help weed yourselves. if you want to if you want to pack and more. His producer was so annoyed, like he didn't say anything, but we could totally tell he was like, why the fuck are all these teenagers in my studio? Yeah, and and so yeah, we're just there until like seven a.m., and he's in and out of the studio like with this beat playing the whole time. Again, another song that he records start to finish never released. So he just, he'll, once he gets the beat, he'll just keep the beat on a loop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And that's typically, and I have, you know, I have some other friends that are musicians and that's what and they rappers. do. And so like, that's, yeah, that's typically what they do, especially, especially for like rappers where like, if they're like writing to the beat, you know, you'll like keep, keep it, it on a loop. Yeah. Um, and so, and I think that like, maybe he was like, hopping into some other people's sessions because i know there were other like musicians like in different studios in the same building yeah um and he would be like in and out and so yeah me and my friends were just hanging out there oh and also on this day he had just been given the key to the city of pittsburgh damn and so it was mac miller day and so i think somewhere i have some pictures of us like all like taking turns like holding Holding the key key fuck yeah (laughs) um and then it's like 7 a.m and then so he's like Oh, like, how are you guys getting home? And we were like, oh, I don't know. I think, like, my mom's asleep. We can't really ask her to, like, come pick us up. And he was like, all right. I mean, I, you guys can all, like, squeeze in my car. And it's not, like, a big car. But no. it's, you know, so we're all, like, in his Mercedes. Um, just fucking just squeeze, sitting on like, laps, yeah, squeezing like, in. Like, five people squeezed in the back seat, you know. And then, like, me sitting in the front and him driving. And uh, and then he, like, plays us some, some unreleased stuff. Um I'm trying to, this was like before his mixtape Faces came out. So he played us Polo Jeans and I think some other songs that, I mean, this is really just for like anybody listening that's yeah. like a fan of his music. Um, he played us some other songs that I think were on there, maybe some stuff that didn't get released. But um, 
Yeah, and uh, then yeah, and then he drives us home at at seven a.m. Um, just ready to get the day started. Yeah, and then we all like just like pass out in my friend's yeah. house. Um, God. And so how how long ago was or how far was that from until he died? So that was so that was um, a few years before he died. So okay. I'm, and then, so the last time I saw him, yeah, that's him, what I was gonna get to is when the last time I saw him, I was twenty. Okay. And so that was two years before he died. Okay. And or like a little bit less than two years before he died, and so I was with um, the same girlfriend from the uh, the previous story. Yeah, twenty one. Yeah. Yeah, the, or the, the girlfriend from my my twenty first twentieth birthday story. Okay. Um, so I was with her, and we had actually just broken up a, a couple months earlier, but. I had a ticket to see him in Montreal, which is like an hour and a half from Burlington. And my friend who I was going to go with realized his passport wasn't up to date. Oh, shit. And then so I was like, oh, I don't have anyone to go with. So I was like, I asked her if she wanted to go with me. And then, you know, we went and basically just like kind of pretended we were together again for, yeah. the, for the night. You know? It's fun to pretend sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we've all been there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we went to the concert. And so um, I think he had changed his number and so I didn't have his number anymore, but so I DM'd him on Twitter because, you know, we still follow each other. And uh, I was just like, hey, man, I'm coming to your show in Montreal. Um, and I think I DM'd him when I bought the tickets and he responded like, yeah, like hit me up when you're here. We'd love to see you. And then so I like DM'd him again, you know, before the concert and was like, hey, like, you know, we'll like, love to, yeah, we'd love to hang out with you after the show if you're free at all, you know, and then he hits me back. You know, and we're like in bed. We're like, all right, I guess he's not going to respond. Uh, and then he hits me back and he's like, oh, like this is where, you know, the the like trailer's at. Like we're about to leave in like an hour or two, but you can like come, like, come pull up. Like, you know, here's my number. You can text me. Um, and then so we were like, all right, well, obviously we're going to go hang out with him. Yeah. And then so and actually at this point. So this was when he was dating Ariana Grande at this point. It was right after the album The Divine Feminine had come out. Uh, he was he'd been sober for I think a year. Um, about he was still like chain smoking cigarettes yeah, and yeah. drinking soda, <laughs> like you know a lot of people in recovery do. Yeah, yeah. Um, coffee and cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we like went and hung out in his studio for like an hour or two, and just like just, was he the same guy? Yeah, he okay. was the same. He was. That was that was one of the things about him. Every time that I saw, and you know, um, we didn't really text much after that. I think that there were like maybe a couple times, and then he just like wouldn't really respond. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and he was, you know, he was hard to get a hold of always. Yeah, I mean, he's busy. You know, he's busy and he's an addict. You know, yeah. so that combination of you know yeah. being oh, famous yeah. and on drugs uh, makes it hard to get in touch. Just vanishes out of nowhere sometimes. Yeah. And so, you know, he, uh, yeah, we, we hadn't talked in, in, you know, since then really before he died, but, um, that's yeah. awesome that you have those stories. He was, though. and he was always, he was always, and you know, the same guy and, yeah. and like, you know, it's what everybody says about him that, you know, he was just like one of like the sweetest and like kindest people that that like that you've ever met you know that's so cool but you know and uh and i remember like you know like a year before he died like when you know him and ariana grande broke up and then like you know he got into that 
that DUI and, yeah. and like he kind of yeah you know all these things and so I was you know I was worried about him and like you know as like you know anybody would worry about their friend who was that person yeah you know and it's also weird because you see it play out on such a big scale I've been fortunate enough where I'm not any kind of famous so whenever right. I would get arrested or anything like nobody knew and right I could just not tell people right and that's what was so weird about it like when he died because it's like I. You know, there there is, and it's obviously like parasocial relationships are super weird and like yeah. the way we, you know, we could talk forever about like how we like idolize and idealize like famous people and like pretend that they're our friends. But it's so weird when you lose somebody who is both like a, a celebrity and artist that you admire and look up to and are a fan of, and then also somebody you know personally, a like friend. somebody that yeah. you're friends with and care about on a personal level and like you know them, you know their family, like, yeah, that's you know, be, it's, really it's weird that whole like, combination and like to like miss them in both ways and also you know for somebody that you know that you know personally and it's and it's public everybody knows about it yeah 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 that's that's got to be hard because it's it's one of those things where you said earlier like he was just getting he was getting better and better and better Mm -hmm. and then it's like okay now it's just over like we don't get any more right and my friend is gone and i miss my friend right I miss my friend and I, you know, have the selfish thing of being a fan where I'm like, I want to hear more music. Yeah. You know, I want, I want, you were, you were like, you were getting so good. Like you were 26 like that. And then, you know, even, you know, like how I said, like turning 20 and 21 was crazy. Like, I'm sure I'll feel the same way. Like next year when I turn 26 Yeah, of like being like, holy shit, you know, this, and then especially, you know, like as like being an, an artist, you know, and being like, wow. I, you know, like look at like, you know, anything I would have made when I was 18 and then look at what he was making. And, you know, the same thing with like each, each I look, success I look of at age. some of the joke books from when I was like 21, 22, when I first started getting Oh my on God, stage. me too. Yeah. It's fucking horrific. It's awful. The jokes are so hacky. They're so dumb. So bad. Yeah. I, and I realized, oh, I just, I literally like didn't know how to write a joke. Yeah. For and like the first year I was doing stand up. And then there's people who like Mac. Yeah. Who are just like. Like obviously the word genius gets overused. Oh, so much. But in that case, but in that case, genius, like a true genius. That's crazy. Yeah, eighteen doing that stuff. Yeah. Oh man. Well, that was that's great. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. Of course. Plug everything one more time. Let people know where they can find you. Yeah. So you can follow me on Instagram at amitrani a m i t r a n i and then at uh, Twitter on uh, on Twitter at amitrani seven one seven. It's the same, spelled the same as Instagram, but with 717 after. It's Boom. the Harrisburg area code. Harrisburg, represent. Shouts out. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. Of course, follow me on all social media, at Brennan T. Comedy. Check out the website, BrennanTComedy.com. I got dates coming up at Broadway Comedy Club on the 6th and the 17th. Um, you can check the website for all the dates. Subscribe on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Brennan Tassif. And we'll talk to you all next week. <laughs>